0: Welcome back to another episode of General Conference Conversations, the podcast where we have conversations about General Conference. I'm your host, Kaylin, and I'm super excited to be here with you discussing the words of um, Christ's chosen leaders. So let's get right into it. So today we are discussing Elder Eddie's talk from a Sunday afternoon session called the virtue of the word um that's a really good talk so i'm excited to talk about it um we are nearing the end i don't want to say that because like (laughs) it's still a couple of weeks a few weeks until we actually finish this this um this conference specifically but this is the fifth to last (laughs) episode or yeah fifth to last episode fifth, fifth to last talk so that is exciting and crazy that conference is so close and all of that. So it is exciting. It's exciting stuff. So as usual, I encourage you to go read and or listen to this talk before you come and listen to me ramble on about it. Um, so that you can get your own inspiration, your own um, direction, thought, questions, um, spiritual promptings about this talk before I come listen to me and hopefully I can add something to it, ask a question you might not have thought of. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, As the title suggests, it's all about the Word, the Word of God, the scriptures, and he starts out by talking about the story in the Book of Mormon where the Zoramites have separated themselves from the Nephites and the Lamanites. And if I'm not mistaken, actually I shouldn't say this because I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I won't say anything. Um, but the story basically is that they were part of the people, of the Nephites, and they had separated themselves, started calling themselves the Zoramites. And they had the Nephites had just recently defeated the Lamanites. This really big battle that had killed a bunch of people. And so they were worried that the Zormites would start talking to the Lamanites. And like they would lose them to the Lamanites. And also that they would like start another battle or cause another war battle to be fought and so they were really worried about this and um so alma found out that they had they they were people of god they're people of the lord they had had the word of god preached unto them but they had started to turn to idol worship and they were perverting the ways of the lord and so alma was really really worried about this and so he decided um He decided to preach the word to them, basically. Um, and so he's like, because this had worked before, because preaching the gospel or preaching the word of God had had an impact on people in the past, he figured that he would should try the virtue of the word of God. Um, which is, that's the phrase in the Book of Mormon where this, the title of this comes from. And so Elder... Eddie says this, he says, Among many possible solutions, Alma's faith led them to rely on the power of the word. It is no coincidence that some of the most powerful sermons found anywhere in scripture were preached immediately following that decision. In chapters 32 and 33 of Alma, we read his masterful discourse on faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in chapter 34, we find Amulek's seminal teachings on the atonement of Jesus Christ. And he's right. Like, (laughs) obviously, he's right. Like, those chapters, um, a lot of the early chapters of Alma, and especially Alma and Amulek's um, ministry, missionary work, are super, super powerful. And they take, as he's pointing out here, the word of God. Um, at the records they had had, right, and using that to apply it to their situation and to teach them and try to help them become better. So he goes on to talk about three, um, examples in the scriptures, or sorry, specifically from the Book of Mormon, um, about how basically the miraculous blessings that are poured out upon those who live by the word of God in their lives. So he starts by talking about Alma 5 um, and how Alma talks about the word as being illuminated by the light of the everlasting word. And he says, um, I'm sorry, Elder Eddie says, um, perhaps you're feeling as though you were in the midst of darkness. Does your soul ache for illumination? If so, please try the virtue of the word of God. And this is really interesting. to me. It's kind of a side note about Alma specifically. Um, but this is also, this is Alma the Younger. And we know Alma the Younger's story. He and the sons of Mosiah were badmouthing the church and they were visited by an angel. And Alma the Younger was struck dumb and like paralyzed basically. They thought he was dead uh, for like three days. And when he awoke, he was like, I have just had an amazing horrifying spiritual (laughs) experience. And I need to repent, I need to apologize to people. And then he went on to be a very powerful missionary. Um, obviously, and the whole book of Alma um is not all about him, but like he was the high priest and like he wanted to do some really amazing and powerful and important things. And what's really interesting, so this is in Alma five, um, we hear Alma's story twice. We hear it once through, I want to say it's told by Alma the Elder, which is his father. It's not from his perspective. Um, It's in Mosiah, when all of it happens, first. And then later on in Alma, we hear it from, like, told by him. We hear his testimony, how he talks about his conversion story. Um, And one of the things... That he talks about is being in the midst of darkness. He literally was like struck dumb. <laughs> right? Struck dumb and in the darkness and like shown all of his sins. And when he awoke, obviously as he was in the be like awoke the light of the everlasting word. So he uses that. And then also later on Amulek, I believe it's Amulek maybe it's Ammon there's a missionary that comes after him that uses this word this wording very almost to the T like he talks about the midst of darkness and being awoken unto God and so even in the book of Mormon we see this that missionaries after or I guess around the same time but like they're using the words of their, their prophets and their priests and their teachers. They're using those words of God and the experiences of Alma um, <clears throat> in in their teaching and in their preaching. Um, and yes, so that's his whole thing: is does your does your soul ache for illumination? If so, please try the virtue of the word of God. And then his second one is Ammon witnessing the conversion of the Lamanites during his ministry, his missionary, his mission, his missionary words, during his mission um, about um, being loosed from the pains of hell, being sought, uh, brought to seeing we're seeing redeeming love. And so, Elder Eddie says, <clears throat> Oh my goodness. Sorry. Brothers and sisters, there are so many among us who are yearning for someone we love to be brought to seeing redeeming love. And all our efforts let us remember to try the virtue of the word of God, which is in us. Which is a direct quote also from the scripture that he just referenced the power of his word which is in us and <clears throat> i think that's also interesting and we'll talk about this a little bit later as well but um to remember to be using scriptures as we testify and as we are like talking to people um but also he talks about what the virtue of the word of god or the power of his word which is in us that as we read the scriptures, we consume the scriptures, um they will become a part of us. I oh, yeah. I talked to this I've talked about this before. Before my mission, I was really bad at reading scriptures. I read scriptures in seminary, like when I was sitting in seminary and in Sunday school and things like that, and then we occasionally read as a family. Um my own personal study was pretty much non-existent and I could never like pick up the scriptures and get lost in them it just did not like I it would it would be a struggle to read through a five verses you know it was just really hard and so when I got to be a missionary um that all changed um part of it obviously I think was my calling I actually had a reason to be like (laughs) <laughs> studying the scriptures but I had a designated hour every day that I was supposed to sit and study and then I was supposed to study like share it with my companion and also I learned how to study and that was part of it too um I had never been taught like how to study the scriptures it was just like okay read them and I never really got anything out of it and there's but missionary and I've told this story before as well but my mission president when we first get into the mission he gave us a brand new blank book of mormon one of the just tracting book of mormons the soft back uh paperback ones that we just give out to people and he gave us blank ones and with a little thing glued in to the inside i don't have it handier i'd show you it's 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 upstairs um i've shorted on here before so um if you're curious i have i have another video where that's a thing um where you can actually see it but i had a little thing and then and it was an invitation from him and his wife of to read the book of mormon all the way through from beginning to end and that was actually something that he was really big about when i first got into the mission we had little five minute interviews with him we first got there to Introduce ourselves and talk and stuff like that. And he asked if I had read the book of woman all the way through for myself. And I said no. And he was like, "Well, I would get on that, not <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> that sounds bad. I'm like, well, get on that. That's all obviously no." He was like, "Well, I invite you to do that. I invite you to make that a priority over the next few months." And I did. I read it. um I can't remember how quickly I read it. it doesn't really matter. But that was part of it. Was part of his invitation also. But. Um, They had specific things to look for. And so it was names of Christ, where he speaks, and attributes of Christ. And so I marked those in three different colors. And to have something to look for as I was studying was really important because I was paying attention to what I was reading. And also I was teaching people, obviously. Um, And so, you know, studying for them and coming across things that they might need Or ways that I might be able to help them in my teaching. And I started to get lost in the scriptures. Um, It was the first time I had ever really done that. Like been able to completely forget where I was because I was reading. Because I was so enthralled in the stories. And that was the thing is I learned the stories I learn in stories. I love stories. I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer. I love movies and books and TV shows. And so having and people are like that. Human beings are like that. We we learn through stories. Um and so I learned the stories and I learned the order of the stories and where things were. And I got really good that I could be like, Oh, I know where this verse is it's in Alma, such and such. Let me flip to it really quick. I can't do that anymore. Um I have a vague notion of where things are because I read it so many times. I've got it a total of three or four times on my mission, The Book of Mormon. Um, so I, I still know the stories. I can be like, oh yeah, the story of so-and-so. But even like as I was sitting here, I was like, I'm like, there is a diamond, but I know it happens. Um, and so I think that's also important because when I hear like, When I hear talk about this or like reading the scriptures or knowing the scriptures, knowing them really well, sometimes that can be really overwhelming, especially for people who, like me, are not good at memorizing scriptures. That was like my least favorite thing about seminary was memorizing the scriptures. Um, For some people, that's really easy and really important. That's like they can, that's part of their thing is they pull out scriptures at a moment's notice and can like recite them. That's not... (laughs) That's not, I can't, nope. (laughs) Um, But at least knowing the scriptures enough that you can be like, oh, that's in the Book of Mormon. Let me go find it. I mean, we have everything right on our phone, right? We have everything right there. We can just pull up Gospel Library and and there it is. Um, But you don't have to be like a scriptorian. You don't have to be able to recite them word for word. But as you read and, like, learn the stories and learn the doctrine, um, they will become part of you. And so that's the whole point of this story, (laughs) is that even though I can't, like, remember in detail the things that I did memorize on my mission or the things that I did, you know, know for sure or had memorized, um I still because I wrote read so voraciously as a missionary because I had that time set apart um they are still a part of me I still can be like oh yeah in the book of Mormon they talk about this or like as I was reading through this again I was like oh yeah I definitely remember that story I can't remember all the details um but they will become a part of you and as you live them they will become a part of you you have the power of the word of God which is pretty cool And then his third one is from the Book of Helaman, and it's talking about um, cutting through all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil, (laughs) Um, which is very powerful language, which I love. So he says, Eddie says, are you seeking to cut through all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil? So prevalent in the philosophies of our day, do you desire to disperse the clouds of confusion caused by an overabundance of information in order to focus more singularly on the covenant path? Please try the virtue of the word of God. I think it's kind of funny, and he probably did this on purpose. Um, I'm sure he did this on purpose. What am I saying? Obviously, it's on purpose. At the end of that, right, is try the virtue of the word of God. Please try the virtue of the word of God, and it sounds a little bit like an infomercial. for like a new medication right are you struggling with this symptom do you hate when this happens to you please try this like i can just hear it (laughs) and i was was actually i was reading through all my like notes and things that i had made and (laughs) quotes that i had highlighted i heard it actually like in that infomercial commercial voice of are you like this one does your soul like for illumination if so please try the word of virtue the word of god like i can just hear it as this information obviously i don't he didn't say it like that but there's something about that right it it catches your attention and it's repetitious is repetitious a word repetition i don't know if repetitious is a word it sounds like a word but probably not but it's repetition and he repeats it three times please try the virtue of the word of god and he's you know he's kind of pointing out these symptoms that are you know you're feeling as though you're in the midst of darkness it's your soul aches for illumination do you have someone that you are you know yearn for you for are you do you have somebody that you yearn to be brought to seeing with love um, And are you, you know, are you trying to cut through all the craziness in this world? Then use the word of God. And that's really powerful. Like, that's a powerful promise that we've been given by a lot of people. This isn't just Elder Eddie saying this. I mean, it is, but we've been told this forever by everyone. And obviously, it makes sense. We're going to the source, which is actually his next section, is the source of virtue. Um, And he's like, you know, we might ask, obviously we see these, because he's talking about, you know, obviously these examples, we see the examples are working. We see these examples in the Book of Mormon of people being changed by the word of God. Where does that power come from? What's that source? Um, And so... He talks about he's like as we consider this, we have to remember that in the in the scriptures, the phrase "the word" has two different meanings. Um, and he talks about specifically a talk by Elder Bednar from. I feel like I remember like listening to this. Oh, please, this is annoying. Um yes so in the so april of 2022 conference uh but we heeded them not Elder bednar talks about the word and how the word is also is the teachings of the savior and the holy scriptures but also the word is christ himself um and we just read this in the new testament this year in the beginning was the word in john um And so, that's kind of where he starts, right? (laughs) Like, um, why is this being so annoying? Oh my goodness. Oh my word. Okay, sorry, my laptop is my, like, I'm on the the church website and it's freaking out on me. So yeah, so he's like, we have to remember that the word refers to the scriptures and the words of prophets and then the teachings of the Savior, but also to Christ himself. And so he quotes um, Nephi talking about this and all of this stuff and basically pointing out the source of that power. Um, the virtue of the word of God is Christ himself and Christ's atonement. And he says this. It's very straightforward, um, but also quite powerful. He says, we must drink deeply and often directly from the source. And... Of course, as we've just talked about, he's talked about for the last few paragraphs. The source is, he's talking about the word, obviously. The source also, though, is Christ. And so having that personal relationship with Christ. And then also drink deeply and often from the source of the word of God. The scriptures, general conference talks, things like that. And so that's my only question for you. This episode is how can you do that in a way that works for you? And I've talked about this a million times, and I'm gonna say it again what works for me is not going to work for you, what works for my husband doesn't work for me. And so, and I've talked about this a million times. I, as I was, and I was just saying this as a missionary, I studied an hour every day. I don't, I don't have that kind of time. I, I can't do that now. If I got up at 5am, probably. But like, <laughs> I need my sleep. <laughs> but like, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my schedule. It also just doesn't work for me anymore. Like, sitting down and studying for an hour. Um, it, it doesn't work for me spiritually anymore. So for personally this is part of my drinking often and deeply is I get to study general conference talks and I get to talk about them and as I'm talking I often learn things um as I'm speaking and I make connections um or I hear from some of you that are making connections and I'm like whoa that's so cool and then on top of that other than that um I'm trying really hard to keep on top of Come Follow Me this year. I I fell off (laughs) the Old Testament last year. It was just really overwhelming for me. And so I got to like May and then I didn't really read any after that. So I'm trying to stay on top of and read all of the chapters this year. And so what's been working for me lately is getting up a little bit early before church. We have 11 o'clock church, so I can do this. I get up a little bit early before church, and I read either I catch up on the the chapters from the week before, or I read the work with the week ahead. I also bring my scriptures to church, and I read it in sacrament meeting, um, which helps me pay attention to the sacrament specifically when we're like passing the sacrament. I'm reading the words of Christ and the scriptures, so that works for me. If you have kids, or you have eight o'clock church which I hope you don't have eight o'clock church if you do I'm so sorry um but even if you have 11 o'clock church and you have kids you might probably don't have time to get up early or you don't have the energy to get up early or you're in sacrament meeting and you're trying to keep your children whatever and so that doesn't work for you or you can't concentrate reading in sacrament meeting because people are talking and whatever totally understand maybe it works for you that you actually do study for an hour a day that's fantastic. So maybe you just set apart five minutes every day, or, you know, you're in the pickup line at school and you pull out your phone and that's when you read your scriptures or, you know, whatever, or your lunch break at work, um, whatever works for you. And I like also that this doesn't give a specific daily, right? It says deeply and often, um, deeply and it's cool because it's not just, oh, don't just read it, but, like, study it and learn from it. Um, the other thing that I do is I listen to podcasts um, for Come Follow Me. I'm behind on those, but it's fine. But I <laughs> shared some of them a few um, episodes ago, the ones that I listen to specifically, to get even more insight, more deep thinking on especially with the new testament when there's so much going on <laughs> um and often it doesn't say and every day or a certain amount of time every day it's the same thing with like and go to the temple often often means something different for everybody i can go often as in once a week or multiple times a week because i live a five minute drive from the temple a 15 minute walk to the temple I can walk to the temple super easy. But the last place we lived, we were five hours from a temple. Five hour drive from the temple through mountains. And so during the winter, it was really hard because snow. And it just didn't work out. It was more of a quarterly thing. (laughs) Or, you know, every month if you're lucky. Um, And so that often is going to look different for you. Also... Um, And so I like that, deeply and often you get to figure out what that means for you, how deeply works for you. Um, Maybe that's reading institute manuals, maybe that's reading books about Jewish culture, maybe that's, you know, whatever it may be, seminary manuals, the Come Follow Me manual, that maybe the Come Follow Me manual is deeply for you, and that's fantastic. Um, That's what really makes you think. So that's my thing. And that's my thing, and I say that all the time, is that the way this applies to you is going to be different. So like, how can you do this in a way that works for you? And this is not the only way that we should be worshipping either. This is in connection with prayer and in connection with going to the temple and, you know, we're drinking deeply and often from the source. How does your relationship with Christ look? How do you build that relationship with Christ? And this specifically, obviously, is talking about the scriptures. So the last thing I really wanted to talk about is he talks, he he makes reference to holding fast to the word of God. Um, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier, He's obviously not the first and only person to tell us to, to about the power of scripture and the power of the word of God, um, and the really big one that a lot of people, have, of course, always think about is the iron rod um, in the vision in Lehi's vision of the tree of life. Um, the iron rod, as Nephi learns later, is the word of God. That as we hold fast to the word of God then we can make it home. And, um, and so, yeah, I've seen the power of Scripture in my life. I've seen the power of general conference talks in my life to make me think about things differently, to connect me to my Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Parents, and to my Savior. Um, they are super important <laughs> and have in in developing those relationships um and being communion with them. So so yes, yeah, so question, how can you drink often, deeply and often from the source um in a way that works for you and then further study. <clears throat> excuse me. a few talks. Um, Embrace the Truth with Faith by President Russell M. Nelson. Uh, but We Heeded Them Not from Elder Bednar. And that one's from April 2022 conference. So I do have an episode. Um, it's only on podcasts. It's only a podcast episode. It's not a YouTube video. So you won't find it on YouTube if you're here on YouTube. But if you find... I have the link to um, just the just my podcast. And it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Anchor. Um, So if you're you're wondering, like, I have thoughts on that as well. Like, I have an episode about that. I have down footnotes 25 and 26. I think those ones had a little bit of extra, like, discussion from Elder Eddie. Um, The Book of Mormon, What Would Your Life Be Like Without It? From President Nelson. And The Power of Spiritual Momentum, which is also an April 2022 general conference talk so I also have an an old episode about that uh, also just on podcasts Um, so yeah so those are good things to look at farther and yeah I'm like I said I'm super excited I'm super grateful for the scriptures and for the word of God Um, and I know that as you figure out how to (laughs) how to do that in your life how to to incorporate the word of God into your life, that you'll see a difference, so. And that's all I've got for you today, um, but thank you so much for listening to and are watching this episode of General Conference Conversations. Uh, be sure to follow and share us, me, on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, also on YouTube and your podcatcher of choice to subscribe, follow leave a review, leave a comment, tell a friend. I really appreciate it. Um and then of course, still a quick reminder about the study guide. Um again, we are let's see about a month out from April conference, which is pretty crazy. Um but it's still available as um as a PDF that you can download and print yourself. Or as a physical book sent to you, the physical book will take a little bit. I think it's like five to seven days, nine to ten days, something like that. Um, so get on that if you want a physical copy. But all those links will be down below if you're curious and um, interested in in having the physical the physical copy. So, uh, but yeah, I'll talk to you next time.